Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to, once again, another interview that we have going on here on the Cover 7 podcast. And guys, in today's episode, I'm excited to announce that we're going to be joined by 2023 defensive back and DFW local, Nick Hardman. Nick, thank you for coming on today, my guy. I'm super excited to, you know, learn a little bit more about you, learn a little bit more about your journey, and, you know, just get to learn about you as a person. Appreciate it. What's up? Thanks for having me. Hey, absolutely. So, you know, Nick, before we do start diving in a little bit about, you know, college recruitment stuff, high school playing career, you know, all the latest stuff and everything like that. Let's go back in time a little bit. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, how you got into football, why you got into football, you know, just some little details about yourself we may not know. All right. So um, my name is Nick Hardiman. I'm from DeSoto, Texas. Um, I got a trained leadership in Cedar Hill. Um, I got into playing football because really my first love is basketball. So I started off playing basketball young. Um, I got into football around, I want to say, fifth grade. I got into football around the fifth grade. And I didn't like it at first. Like it was, like, because it was different. Like all the physical contact, it was different. So I didn't like it at first. So then I played football from around, around fifth grade to around to around eighth grade. I stopped eighth grade year. Um, I got you, Nick. So, so, um, so you, t- so like you just said, you know, a second ago, you know, originally started playing basketball, everything like that. You know, what grew your interest for football? Man, to be honest, like, can I fast forward into high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, go ahead, shoot. You, you talk about whatever you want, man. Okay. So, to be honest, like, my whole, my whole plan was basketball. Like, all through middle school, ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, and then I want to say this year, this year, like the football coaches at my school, they was hitting me up. They was like, "Yo, you should come play. Like, you got perfect size, perfect length. Like, you should come play. You'd be a great DB for us." And I was like, "Nah, cause like I'm a basketball player through and through. Like, but I gave it some thought, and then I came over there." Now, um, Nick, when you did first start playing football, what was your initial position that you played? Like, were you always a um, secondary guy, or did they have you playing, like, wide out or, you know, any I other always, position? I always played secondary, but I played – like, I always played DB, but, like, I played some receiver before. I played some DM before. I played some I, – I played some linebacker before. Um, but, yeah, that was that's really the main positions I played. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, um – so, Nick, you talked about it. You know, you're from DeSoto, Texas, which obviously that area just had a huge, you know, past season with, you know, DeSoto High winning a state, South Oak Cliff winning a state, Duncanville winning a state. So, you know, being from that area, you had to have probably run into a few guys that, you know, super talented cats and everything like that, even in basketball, too, because Duncanville, they've always done their thing in basketball. So, for you personally, you know, Nick, growing up in that type of environment where it's constantly going to be, you know, competitive games, really not able to have like a game off or say, for example, kind of one of those, you know, super easy games. Do you feel like that kind of helped develop you a little bit into like the, you know, dual athlete that you are today? Of course. I feel like, in my opinion, I feel like DFW has some of the best athletes like in the, in the nation, in my opinion. Um, so like growing up, I played a lot of good players, like, even a lot of people don't know this. I used to go to Duncanville, so I was playing basketball at Duncanville, and you mentioned me as a dual athlete, but I played um, 
His name's Chris Parsons. He got a he got a I don't know what school he got to in Tennessee, but he going to Mississippi State now. And he was like he did me in the basketball, like cause he's super athletic. Um I went in there, I used to watch Ron. Um let's see. The dude, he got a Lincoln now. He got a Lincoln High School. I forgot his name, but he going to he's a he gonna be a receiver at um at UTSA. I used to have to guard him in seven on seven. Like I feel like we got some of the best best athletes in the country for sure. I mean, I, I definitely can agree with that. You know, being from the DFW area and you know talking with a lot of guys, being able to work with a lot of guys, especially you know like the Dallas area, South Dallas area, because man. I mean, y'all got some dudes down there and, you know, even, you know, your school, Trinity. Now, beforehand, was it Trinity Christian? Because obviously when Deion Sanders was there, I'm pretty sure it was Trinity Christian, right? Yeah, it was Trinity Christian uh, before, and then we switched to a public school. So now we named Trinity Leadership. Okay, I got you. I got you. So so you're from DeSoto, but you went to Duncanville. So when did you actually end up, you know, landing at Trinity Leadership? I went to Trinity around my – it was my junior year, but it's the second semester. So, like, the start of the second semester in January last year. I got you. I got you. And so you never were there during the time period when um, Dion was there, right? Nah, I just hear a lot of stories. I got you. And that was just what I was about to ask you. And, you know, we've kind of seen what Dion's been able to do. You know, each pro- program he ends up going to, whether it was Trinity Christian at the time, then goes to Jackson State, now at Colorado. He always kind of leaves kind of like an impact. So for you, Nick, you know, being at a program in which he pretty much was able to build from nothing into, you know, something, one of the best at the time private schools in the DFW area. You know, how's that experience kind of been at Trinity Leadership where, you know, Deion Sanders really started his coaching career? Um, I say it's a blessing and a curse because, like, I feel like people expect us to be like Trinity Leadership, they expected us to be what he had there. But it's like, it's not the same because we don't have the same athletes, the same coaches, the same everything that he had there. So once he left and it was just us, it's like people still expected, people still expected us to be that. But like, it's like a process. So it's a blessing and a curse. Um, what else did you ask me? Oh, no, I was pretty much just asking you, like, how was it, you know, how was it being, you know, at the school, which initially, I guess you could say, you could say started the whole uh, Coach Prime, you know, legacy and everything like that. But, um, you know, this, obviously, this episode, we're talking about you, Nick, so we can kind of go back in time a little bit more. So, obviously, you're a big basketball guy and everything like that, and growing up in the DFW area, you know, by the time you were growing up, too, the Mavs were doing their thing and everything like that. So, so for you, personally, Nick, growing up, did you have like a favorite team, favorite, you know, college, anything like that? So my favorite college growing up was Texas, UT. Okay. But there. Now, like at this point, I'm really rooting for whoever, it don't matter. But growing up it was you it was UT. And then yeah, I'm still a diehard Cowboys fan. Even though, you know, we can't Ooh, Yeah. Now, now let me ask you though too. What do, how okay? What are your feelings about Dak? Because everybody's got their own little thing, you know. For you personally, Mick, how, how you feeling with Dak? I'm put it like this. So I was a Dak rider. Like anybody arguing me, I'm Dak, Dak, Dak. But now it's like he just continued to show me that he can't get it done. So I'm I'm kind of iffy on him right now. 
But at the end of the day, I can't just jump ship because he lost a game. So like, he gotta he gotta prove himself. He gotta show me something because he keep losing and we have. Nah. I definitely, I definitely agree with you because it seems like either when the Cowboys get in the playoffs, they either win, you know, win their first game, then either get blown out the second one or just can't do anything in the second. Or obviously, like how last year went against the Niners, you know, lose in like horrible fashion in the wild card. So, That's yeah, good. definitely, definitely being in the DFW area has kind of brought a lot of pain. But um, so you know, growing up being a UT fan. So, did you always watch UT basketball and football, or were you, like, just strictly, like, only basketball? No, that's a crazy question, because growing up, I didn't even watch UT basketball. I just watched UT football, because, like, UT basketball wasn't really – I mean, they had Kevin Durant back then. I don't even think I was – I don't know. I never watched Kevin Durant either. But, like, I really just watched UT football, because they was really good back then, so – I got you. I got you. So let me ask you this too, because they've produced a ton of players even during that little time period. Guys like Quandre Diggs and everything like that. So, who was your favorite Longhorn? You know, when you were growing up. Growing up. If you can remember, if you can remember, if you can't, it's cool. But it was the quarterback. I think his last name was McCoy. Okay. Uh. Um. Was it Case McCoy or Colt McCoy? I think it was Colt. Okay, I got you. I got you. So you so you like the quarterback. I got you. So um okay, so that's cool though. So you always stayed local, true to your teams, everything like that. And okay, so let's kind of talk a little bit more about playing career and everything like that. So, you know, started out with basketball. I know we've kind of, you know, said it numerous times now. But um, Nick, just so we kind of figure a little bit about yourself, you know, you are pretty tall, right? You're six foot one, you know, you got your 180 pounds as well, you know, typical frame you want from a cornerback. So I'm just going to take a wild guess and say that your position in basketball was probably guard, right? Right. Okay, I got you. I got you. So how do you feel like being able to have all those years playing basketball, you know, footwork, conditioning, everything like that, helped you to, like, easily translate over to the football field? So you named on the spot. So, like, um, let's see. The footwork, the footwork in basketball, football, it's a little different, but, like, it still correlates, and also um, the stamina, like running basketball. I I argue with football guys all the time. Be like, bro, we run way more than y'all. Like, it's no question. So like running, that helped me. Um, being able to see the floor, like, cause I play I play point guard, shooting guard. Um, I occasionally play small forward, but I really play point guard and shooting guard. So, like, being able to see the floor in basketball, it helped me transition to football also because, like, I play corner, but I also play safety. So, like, it helped me be able to scan the field. Um, also, like, jumping-wise, jumping, jumping wise, basketball, you got to be able to jump, get rebounds, you know, all that. And it helped me in that, too, in that aspect, too. So, yeah. I got you. I got you. So, so obviously you finally, you know, made the transition over to football coaches heavily influenced you to do it and everything like that. So kind of walk us through, you know, how that first full year of actually playing football went for you. So I had my ups and downs, to be honest, like, um, cause when I first came out to the field, like I was, pl- I was practicing with the team, but like nobody's really showing me like how to get better. Like there, there wasn't showing me no drills. There wasn't showing me what to do. All that. And then um, we started doing team seven on seven against different teams, and I started working out more and, and like learning different drills to do as a corner, as a, as a safety. Like, 
So I started getting better and better. So like seven on seven, seven on seven came around. And like, you know, when you're doing something new, you're not really confident in it. So like I was playing, but I wasn't playing with confidence. So I had some good plays and some bad plays, but I got better during seven on seven. So then we got into pads and I always been able to hit, like since we played Little League, um, up to now I always been able to hit. So they never left. So uh, we got into pass. And, like, people was really, like, iffy. Like, the team, there's really iffy on starting me, to be honest. So we got into pass, and I showed them I could hit. I showed them what I could do. Um, and I got better. I really – I just progressed through the season. Like, I got better and better throughout the season. Like, every game I felt myself get better. So. No, I got you, Nick. And, you know, also, too, you got – you know, you got to get through all the little – you know, nicks and crannies, all the early little adjustments and everything like that. Because going from a sport like basketball where you're pretty much running most of the time, you know, there, there is physicality in it, but definitely not like it is in football to now you're playing one of the most physical sports you possibly can on a 100-yard field compared to a basketball court. So with the heat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's I'm glad you I'm glad you added that. Cause I don't think people really realize when you got on 15 pounds of pads on top of jerseys and everything like that during Texas heat. Uh, absolute i mean it, it makes you tough man i mean it definitely it definitely kind of divides you know the weak and the you know tough ones but man there's some days where you just get out there and you're like do i really love this do i, do I really want to keep doing it but yeah. um so nick let me ask you this because high school football is one of the most exciting times of your life it always is for you know all recruits kids anything like that so for you like, what was your most memorable moment that you had during your first year playing football? We were playing against Lorena. They won state last year. They didn't win this year. But I think they went to state last year. We were playing Lorena, you know, pretty good, solid team. And I got a strip fumble. So, dude was running. I think we was in cover three. And dude ran like a quick curl or something. And I broke on it, but our grass, I, I ain't gonna blame it on the grass. I slipped. So, <laughs> I slipped. So then I got up. Like, I didn't fall, but I slipped. So I couldn't make like the big hit I wanted to. So then he was running. I came from behind and stripped the ball out. And then I got it. I started running. Got hit on the sideline. So yeah, that, that was probably my most memorable moment. I got you. Definitely getting those strip fumbles and being able to recover them. Those, that's gotta be like one of the best feelings, especially being a secondary guy, because that's always. Normally, like, linemen end up getting the fumble, right? Like, normally they might strip it out and then they recover it. But, no, I got you. I got you. So, you know, looking back now, Nick, I mean, you know, you were able to – write, you know, you got a couple offers right now. But, you know, looking back at that first year of playing football after transitioning over from basketball and everything like that, you know, what are some of the biggest things you take away from that first year that, you know, you're really grateful that you went through, whether it was, like, practices, training, you know, anything like that? Um. Some things I take away. Really, I don't take I don't take any of the moments I had for granted. Cause like a lot of the guys, like I know I don't have the biggest offers, but a lot of guys they've been playing football since forever and they don't have any offers. So like um I ain't take anything for granted. I just went in there, I got better every day. Um football is really like a brotherhood though. Like Basketball, like, 
like my teammates and my brothers too, but like football, like like the the relationships you build with different people, different coaches, like is really different. So I'm grateful for that. Hey, I got you, Nick. So you know, and also every interview I or I'm, I call them interviews, but I think I'm gonna start saying more podcasts because I don't try. I try to make sure it's not as like a you know traditional interview where we're just sitting down. I'm only asking you questions and everything like that. But, um, you know, in every podcast I do, I always try to ask the guys, you know, college recruitment stuff and everything like that. And, you know, funny enough, your cousin, uh, Dylan, who's over at Sock, you know, just one state and everything like that. You know, he told me to check you out and everything like that. And, man, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that, you know, you're not at least, you know, two star, three star level, everything like that, just because of, you know, what you bring, which obviously, you know, the I guess you could say, quote unquote, lack of film because you weren't able to really have that full four year of high school football and everything like that. But, um, you know, you still have got two pretty, you know, two decent offers. And if you don't mind, talk to us a little bit about, you know, some of the offers you currently hold. Um, so right now I hold McPherson college. It's an NAIA in Kansas. And then I also have Texas college. It's NAIA here. Um, I chose, I'm going to be going to McPherson, um, next year. I chose that because, like, when I visit the campus, like, the coaches, they really made me feel like home. Like, he, he kept it real with me, told me, like, you come here, I'll give you a chance to play, but I'm I'm not handing anybody any spots, and I really appreciated that. And then, like, I just went and visited the campus, um, and, like, all the renovations they're doing to their campus, like, it just felt good. So I had fun there. Obviously, now we are in McPherson, Kansas. So there. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask, how's that transition going to go from being a DFW to now, you know, the middle of nowhere in Kansas? There's nothing to do in Kansas. Like I talked to some of the players, it was like, you got to drive 30 minutes this way or 30 minutes that way to to get to the mall or to like a certain store you want to go to. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be different for sure. Like, and it's also. I don't know how cold Kansas gets, but I know it gets colder than, than Texas. So man, that that Kansas, you know, it's funny because I've I've worked with a lot of Kansas State guys and everything like that, and they always tell me, you know, it's it's as hot as Texas up there, but then it's also as cold as like Minnesota during the winter. So, yeah. Nick, I'm definitely gonna be praying for you, man, because good lord, you know, being being a DFW kid as well, I don't think I could be able to do that. But hey, major props to you for you know being able to go up there. And I hate it. Like I hate the cold too. So like, like even this year, like when we would have a cold practice, say, say it's fifty degrees outside. It really ain't that cold compared to other cold practices. Say it's fifty degrees outside. I'm not liking it. Like I'm putting on long sleeves, tights, everything. So it's gonna be different for sure. But I'm gonna adjust. Hey, but it's definitely exciting though. I mean, you're get you know you're getting the chance to be able to go play college ball. Something that. You know, a lot of guys, like you talked about, play their whole life and are never even able to get, you know, a Juco off or anything like that. But, you know, and I always tell everybody, out, like, I, I hate, you know, the whole thing of, you know, if you don't go D1, you're a failure, right? Because you can always work your way up. And NIA, and can't even talk, NAIA is still a great level of football. There's a ton of competitiveness, competitiveness in it. So definitely going to be exciting seeing you play there. And, um, you know, Nick, I just have a few more questions for you before we head out. But um, the first one I want to ask you, and I always try to ask every you know player this, everybody this question. So for you personally, Nick, what player, whether it is past, present, college football or NFL, what player's play style do you feel like you truly resemble the most and why? 
That's a good question. Hmm. I would say... Hmm. I would say, like... Now, this is going to sound crazy. I would say... I would say J-Realm. Like... Like I can I, see it. I could I could definitely see it. I'm gonna say J Realm. Like obviously I can't cover like J Realm, but nobody <laughs> like J Realm. Um so that's but like hidden wise, like I got the metallic like J Realm, I can hit like so I would say J Realm. Hey, I got you, you know, y'all both are, you know, pretty lengthy corners, right? You got great size. And like you talked about physicality, that's something that I think a lot of coaches want to get out of corners is, you know, not being scared to lower your you know shoulder pads and be able to hit. So I definitely see that comparison. Now, Nick, this final question I'm going to ask you, man, and everybody that's on here, they already know this is the most important question. So do not mess this one up. So whether it's pregame, you know, for a basketball game, football game, or just in general, right? Got your AirPods on, you got your AirPods in, headphones on, or if you actually have good music taste, you even have the team aux. What is your go-to pregame hype song and why? Meek Me a Dreams and Nightmares. Okay, okay. You know what? At first, for a while there, I was always I was always kind of getting like, okay, I need a different answer because everybody was saying dreams and nightmares, but I haven't heard it in a while. So you know what? Hey, that's definitely can't go wrong with some meek. Dreams and nightmares. I got another one too. Okay. Uh, it's called Southside by Lil Baby. So them two, like, like if I'm on the Ox, I'll throw on the Dreams and Nightmares. But if, like, it's just like me and my headphones, I just shuffle Lil Baby the whole time. So yeah. Hey, I got you, Nick. Well, definitely, man. Thank you for coming on again. I'm super excited to see what you do. You know, up there in McPherson. I mean, you know, definitely make sure you bring plenty of warm clothes because it's no joke up there in Kansas. But <laughs> but once again, for everybody that's listening to today's interview, make sure you go show my guy Nick some love. I'm going to leave his huddle link. I'm going to leave his socials, everything like that. It's going to be down below in the description of today's episode. Nick, before we head out, man, is there anything you want to say? Nah, man, I just thank you for having me. Hey, absolutely. Well, you take care, and I look forward to seeing you playing with the Bulldogs here this uh, this fall. I bet. Appreciate it. Hey, Nick, real quick.